everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies Podcast. And we are really excited today. We have another one of our Hall Star guests with us today. And uh, I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Bree is here. Hello, everybody. And thank you so much to Andrea Lewis for coming to talk with us. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. This is lovely. <laughs> well, what we like to do with our new guests is we like to give you a chance to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you got inspired to get into acting. How'd you get started? Oh, well, okay. So I'm an actress and I'm a filmmaker and, um, and I had a very fortunate uh, beginning to the acting industry. My mom was approached by a casting director when I was a year old. She was walking with me in a mall and um, the casting director was like, oh, your daughter's so cute. You should put her into like the business basically, like, you know, babe modeling, things like that. My mom really didn't know anybody doing that. So she was a little like, "Uh, I'm not so sure. She took her card. The next year she was on maternity leave with my brother and she had more time. So she uh, called the woman, kept her card, called the woman and the woman remembered us. And that's basically how I started. I started off doing print, uh, doing like Sears catalogs and things like that. And I just kept progressing. I then went to commercials and then it was like guest spots. And then it was just like kept going up and up and up. And so I was just very lucky. Um, My mom always says I was like an entertainment baby though. I was like singing and dancing and loved film and TV and just love that stuff. So it's one of those situations for me that's like chicken or the egg. Would I be Mm -hmm. doing this if I didn't get the early start or would I just have found my way to this regardless? But I I always say I had a very fortunate and blessed entry into the entertainment industry because not everybody has it that easy. And I definitely had a very easy way into it. And you enjoyed doing it. Oh my God. I love doing it. And when I was a child, I really loved doing it. Um, and my family, my parents were really great at like, uh, making like anything I wanted to do, they had the same enthusiasm. So if I wanted to do swimming lessons, if I wanted to do karate, like everything was treated the same, even if I was doing a commercial. So nothing felt like one was better than the other. Um, They all felt just as important in my life. And it was more so my parents establishing that like Andrea has a life. She has her own life. She has her own activity. She does her own thing. Um, So even when I was a little girl in school, I've had the same best friend since I was in kindergarten. Um, and she met me as an actress. She, cause I was an actress when I was in kindergarten. <laughs> um, yeah. and so I've been lucky that I've had enough, uh, normalcy around me that my child's actor life just felt like as if I just had, uh, a leg up in wanting to do the arts. That's how it felt. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, okay. You're like teen dream here. Okay. <laughs> you have to tell us about Degrassi. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Degrassi is what most people know me from. And when I booked Degrassi, um, it was in the summer. I remember the audition process was like in the summer and uh, Degrassi is like a legacy show in Canada. Um, and so there was one that was like established in the eighties and uh, went into the nineties. And so when I was getting on, when I was finding out about it, rather, I I hadn't watched the show, but I had a friend who had an older sibling. And so she knew all about it. And I remember telling her like, oh yeah, I've got this audition tomorrow, like for this show, Degrassi. And she was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like I knew it, but I didn't know it in that yeah, way. Like no big deal, girl, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay. Um, but at the time as well, I had, uh, within the midst of my auditions for Degrassi, I was also auditioning for this Disney film called Cadet Kelly. And I actually booked Cadet Kelly before Degrassi. And so I went on to film that, um, it was basically over the course of a few months. And once I had wrapped on that, 
my agent called and was like, I don't know if you remember when you were auditioning for Degrassi, but they wanted to know if maybe you want to come on as a recurring character. So on the first season of Degrassi, I started as a recurring character playing Hazel. Um, and they were like, yeah, she's Paige's best friend. And you guys are kind of like the popular mean girls in school kind of thing. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. And, and it was really easy for me to do. It was like, it was halfway through their filming season. So, um, and when I walked onto the set, everybody was like really generous, really nice. And our audition process was so long that some of the people there I had met already in our auditions, Christina Schmidt, who played Terry, I already met her, uh, Cassie Steele, and uh, Sarah Bearable Tishauer, and they played Liberty and Manny, and I already met them in the audition, so it was like, you know, you're like, oh, okay, hey, great, nice to meet you, and so it was, yeah, it was like you just kind of, it was like I went from military school to regular high school yeah. within like one year pretty much um, and so it was uh, it was a really good experience and what's really funny about Degrassi is it's like it's like a cult favorite it's like one of those it things really like is. never ends yeah. it's like I constantly get you know asked about it talked about it um, or talked to about it and and you know being tagged in something and and just it's it's a fascinating thing because when you're a teenager at the time doing it you're not thinking about that, right? Like you're not thinking, oh, how long is this going to last? Yeah. You're just doing it. You're just living. Mm -hmm. um, and so to now be in my thirties and people are still talking about it. I'm like, <laughs> hilarious. Like my, my teenage <laughs> self thinks this is so funny. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely had a moment. I was like, Hazel from Degrassi. <laughs> Cause I just feel like our generation, like we did have like teen shows that felt real. And like, yes. I don't like my kids are like 14 and 12 yeah. now. And I don't feel like they have teen shows like we did so it's just yeah really no yeah I think the teenage I think the teenage life of the uh early 2000s middle 2000s I will say is it was very unique and very special and um and yeah and teens look like teens on tv like everybody just kind of like was like a kid and so I think in that way you got to see yourself and see what life could be like which was just great. And Degrassi is absolutely that for a lot of people. So it's fun. Yeah, it's true. And then now it's like terrible Netflix shows yeah. <laughs> that are like more dramatic and more serious. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, it's, just, it's a whole other life. So yeah. <laughs> that's very cool. So let's talk about Nashville Legacy. Why don't you tell 
the audience a little bit about the what the movie's about. Yeah, so A Nashville Legacy is my latest film on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. And it is about my character, Naima, uh, going to Nashville to reconnect with her family roots. She's also studying to be uh, studying ethnomusicology. And really, she's even studying that to reconnect with her grandmother and music and just all of the things that she grew up with. She grew up in just a music-filled household um, because of her grandmother. And so Nashville was where her grandmother grew up. And she just, she's like, I want, I want to get back in touch with myself, with my family and all of that kind of stuff. I love music. I want to get to know this city as well with it. Um, and in that space and time, she kind of discovers a family secret that she didn't know about. And that just opens up a whole can of worms for her of trying to discover and, and figure out just uh, what some what her grandmother's dreams really were and how she can be a part of them. But at the exact same time, she also meets a very <laughs> cute boy um, named Damien. And, you know, and they have this conflict of uh, basically getting to know each other and really liking each other. But Damien is kind of attached to uh, this can of worms that she's discovered the drama yeah the (laughs) drama of it all when you kind of meet somebody that you like and you're getting to know them but then there's a real conflict that actually um could potentially be very bad for both of their families um and so they they are caught between a rock and a hard place trying to figure out like what should we be doing we like each other we want to see the best for each other but we also don't want to get have anybody hurt in the process it's more drama or comedy romantic comedy <sighs> i'm like it's a dramedy because there's definitely the mystery element to it i'm like it's it's like you went on a date um while playing clue it's like it's <laughs> both of those love things it. In one, because <laughs> we're solving, but we also like the person sitting across from us. Yeah. <laughs> so <Nice>. yeah. <laughs> Can you talk about like building the chemistry between you two? Oh, between myself and Pooch Hall, who plays Damien. Um, it it was so easy for us. We were just okay. instantly connected. We loved working with each other. Um, and we just had a lot of fun. And so from our first day, when I look back on it, our first day of filming, I can't even believe it was our first day because we felt so connected. Like yeah. we ha- were having long conversations. We were just getting to know each other um, as friends and then also as our characters. And and it came so naturally to both of us that we had the most fun that we're like, we hope we get to do this again. It was great. Awesome. Well, you, we hope you get to do it again. <laughs> do you sing in the movie? Or I don't do any singing okay. in the movie. I know she's a music lover. She's like... <laughs> That's why it's like ethnomusicology is such an interesting degree to get because it allows her the ability to write about music, to talk about music, to just do everything she can with music. And she literally ends up uh, interning at the National Museum of African-American Music because that's how much she likes music. Me in real life, um, I'm a singer, I love music. And so I was just excited to be a part of a film that included music in this way because I think if you are a music lover of any sort, then you just know every everything feels good with with music. Yeah. And in this film, we have we we have jazz, we have soul, we have country, we have hip hop. Like we we just we cover so many different bases of of American music. Of honestly, it's like this film to me is like very much Americana. It's great. Yeah, and you can tell that just from like the previews and stuff that we've gotten. But like for you being in the movie in the story, what do you hope viewers take away from it? I hope, 
I hope honestly that viewers really think about legacy and mm-hmm. think about their family. I think the the most special part of the film of the script, even for me, was Naima's love for her grandmother and her grandmother's dreams. I think that that's a real like big thing in terms of like, you know, I think about my own grandmother who I, I, I see as a truly fascinating woman. And I think about her life and I love hearing about just like the things she wanted to do, the things she got to do. And just when she was a young woman. Um, and I think within this film, you see Naima not only get you know, in touch with uh, her grandmother's roots, but also really try her best to honor the woman that her grandmother was. It's not just this person that raised me, but it's like, I want to just really let her dreams be a real thing. I want people to see her as a real woman. Um, And so I think when when viewers come out of it, I hope they think about their own families like that. And just the women in their family that that have big dreams. And yeah, and if that, you know, if they got to live them out or not and how you can be, how you can take the baton and, and lead to the next generation kind of thing. That's what I hope they'd see. I love that. <laughs> um, how do you feel about being part of the mahogany brand? Oh, I love it. I love being a part of the mahogany brand. I love Hallmark. Um, the Hallmark brand is such a staple, I think just in pop culture. We all know Hallmark. We know we we know the good time of it, right? Like whether you're watching the rom-coms, even the, the mysteries or the Christmas films, like we, we totally know it. So to see the mahogany brand come out of it too, the mahogany cards even is just like such a staple that we all know. So to now know, okay, great they're making these films that are representative of this community. I was so excited. And the film looks to me like the mahogany cards. It looks lush. It looks really beautiful, the colors. Um, and yeah, I, I was honestly, I was really honored that I, that I got this opportunity. Well, we're excited. We're so Thank excited you. for you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Was so this, here's, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, was this, so was this filmed in Nashville? Yeah, yeah we did film okay. in Nashville and it was my first time going to Nashville. So I was actually really excited because it, it was just, it was a great city. It lived up to the hype. Um, and like I said, the National Museum of African-American Music is in Nashville. It's a new building. It's like only a few years old, uh, opened just before the pandemic. So it's like, it feels brand spanking new and it's it's beautiful. And it's like right there in that like strip in Nashville that's like very popular. You know what I'm talking about? That's um, cool. That's so, nice, yeah. but it's so not awesome. a Vancouver pretending to be Nashville. Yeah, yeah, no, it was actually, we were there. <laughs> I mean, we love Vancouver, right? Yeah, but we so. love Vancouver, but so. <laughs> We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Well, while we have you here, we have to get to know, you know, talking about legacy here, little things about you. So tell us, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? My favorite ice cream flavor is 
probably cookies and cream. I would say I was like, I was trying to decide if it was chocolate mint or cookies and cream, but I'm like, it's cookies and cream. I know. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. Sounds good. What is your favorite color? My favorite color. You know what? That changes a lot. I'm going to say yellow. I'm a bright colors girl. So as long as bright colors are around, I'm doing my thing, but yellow is probably my go-to. Okay, listeners, like right now, she has the cutest pink shirt on. Yeah, I'm like a bright colors person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in LA, I'm sure it feels like spring. So you're just like bringing all the spring energy. Yeah, you can. I know, like you can change your wardrobe if you so wish. But at the same time, you could also like just be layered up. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's sunny. So yeah. <laughs> okay, music wise, what are you obsessed with right now? What am I obsessed with right now? You know what? This is a shameless plug, but there's a country artist within the film named Kurt Chambers. Mm-hmm. And um, I he has a song that we play within the film. And I'm actually genuinely obsessed with it. It's called Good Thing. And I play it constantly. Um, and then also Flowers by Miley Cyrus. I'm, I'm like, I can't stop playing that. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm like, that is my jam. I love that song. <laughs> Yeah. Is the, is the music in the movie, is it more, is it country or is it more blues or? It's a mix of everything. So we have country, like I said, from this artist, Kurt Chambers, um, we have soul music within it. We even have an appearance from Ruben Studdard and uh-huh. he's like an incredible singer and he sings basically like R&B. So we really do touch on like a lot of different styles within it. Cause that's what Nashville is. That's what Nashville is. That's what, Nashville so that, is. That's what you don't realize. I think is just how, um, how much culture is in Nashville, right? Mm-hmm. And like how much they love music there. Like it's just, it, yeah, it was a great city. And mm-hmm. and luckily within the film, I think we do a good, a good representation of uh, the feel of Nashville. All right. Well, what is your go to date night food? Oh, <laughs> well, I'm a foodie, so <laughs> I, I yeah, I'm like, hmm, what is my go to date night food? If it, it's either going to be Italian or the extreme opposite end, I want sushi. Like I want like really high end sushi or I'll be like, no, I want like a full bowl of pasta. It's like one or the other. Yeah. Okay. I think that sushi is a great date choice because it's very dainty. You, you're not yeah. going to get food spilled on you. Like Yes. And you can have like, you can have like a degree of it. You get to see kind of who the person is. Yeah. Like, okay. So if we ever do like a girls, a- if we ever do a girl's lunch, it has to be Italian guys. Cause I don't do sushi. <laughs> really? See, that's what I mean. You get to see who they are. Cause the person's either like, uh, what's cooked on this menu? Or they're like, I'm trying everything. Even the wildest things. Like, so yeah, it's really great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like dream date, what would your activity be? My dream date. Oh, that's a good question. What would I like to do? Honestly, I like, I like, a I like like a full day date. So I'd love, like we go to brunch and then maybe we go to a museum and then we like end it, like going to a show and that could be a movie or that could be a play, but I love like a, a person that thinks of like multiple activities yeah. to do uh-huh. on a date because, and especially if it's in the daytime, like if I can be home by nine, then I'm like, we are <laughs> yeah. really- we have had a great yeah. day. Uh, what you should do is you should have the movie in the middle of the, yes, of the date. That's what I mean. Like something that's like yeah. kind of mixes it up, 
but you have like, but it will also encourage conversation. It'll give you like a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I love stuff like that. Cause you can talk <laughs> about the movie mm-hmm. and, and you can also tell a lot about people by <laughs> their thoughts on the movie. what their thoughts on a movie are or how like, they oh, behave that's problematic. in a movie. You know what I mean? You can like get to see a lot. So, and that's what I I'm, I'm perfectly fine with like somebody, especially if it's a new person, if you're like, oh, let's go on a date and they have a a few things on the itinerary. You're like, great, let's, let's get a few things out of the way. Like, like, let me really see you. I might not really get a full sense of who you are within our, you know, one hour dinner or something like that. Like, so let me, yeah, let's do a few things. I'll see you at nine. We'll do brunch. Yeah. Well, it's attractive because then they've like plans, put like real planning into it. Real planning. I love, I love a date like that. It's my fave. All right. Uh, Which do you like better, dogs or cats? Dogs, dogs all the way. I'm like, no, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The beach or the mountains? The beach, what yeah. the beach? I'm like, if somebody actually, that's my anti-date. If, if, if they took me, like, if they're like, let's go hiking those mountains. I'd be like, okay, what? I'll yes. tell you now, <laughs> this is not going to happen. You seem yeah, lovely, you. <laughs> but we're not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going hiking would be like, okay. Maybe I don't want to go on the stage. That's yeah. a test. Yeah. <laughs> very LA, very LA for somebody yeah. to suggest a hike as a date. So <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is your favorite holiday to celebrate? My favorite holiday is Thanksgiving because I love the food. I love Thanksgiving food. So my yeah. hands down, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Good. So this may be your upcoming movie, but besides a natural legacy, what is your favorite romantic film? Oh, my favorite romantic film is actually um, The Holiday. The holiday mm. with uh, Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jude Law, uh, Jack Black. I love that movie. I could watch that movie over and over and over. And if Christmas or any of the holidays start to come and I don't see it, I'm like, this wasn't even a holiday because I didn't mm. get to see that film. I just love it. I love the like reestablishing of relationships and them just trying to find themselves. And ugh, I just love that movie. <laughs> Yeah. Jack Black was such a good rom-com. <laughs> yeah. yeah They're like charming and, and it's like Kate Winslet is like getting over somebody and like dealing with unrequited love, which we all experience. Yeah. Like, oh, I love that movie. Just love it. Yeah. It's so good when, when the old man is like, you, you made him. yourself the supporting player in your yes! story. Yes. Oh, yeah. When you're a leading like, woman. When you're leading lady, it will like get you together. It like reminds you of so, you know, it's like, I Yes. Every time I watch that movie, I'm like, mm, this is perfect. Yes, <laughs> well, we yeah. need a remake now and you need to be in it. So. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. And then, you know what I watched recently? And I was like, this needs a remake very much. Um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Mm-hmm. I watched that recently. Yeah. For one, it's the craziest film. And it's actually, whether we realize it or not, it's like, it's like, it's basically a blogger before a blogger. She like yeah. has a column just doing how to, but I'm like, now we watch that on TikTok. Like now yeah. Yeah. I watch really? how to's all day. <laughs> so, but it was so funny and so cute that I'm like, we yeah. need it. We need an update of that. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. Uh, I could see that actually romantic comedies end up doing remakes quite well. They really yeah. do. And I yeah. actually kind of think we're in like a romantic comedy Resurgence. Uh, yeah, like there's so many now. Finally, and like a, a a real variety of, you know, like yeah, it's very, very, very interesting. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming and talk with us. We really appreciate yeah. it. 
And do you have social media that you want to share? Yes, I will plug my socials. You guys can find me on Instagram at Andrea Lewis. Um, And pretty much, yeah, like that's my name on everything. So you'll find me easy peasy. (laughs) Great. Thank you so so much. Bye. (laughs) Bye. We'd like to thank Andrea for coming on the podcast. This was super fun to get to talk with her. Uh, We had a great time. And uh, Brie, where can people find you? I am at Brie Unabashedly on social media and I co-host the Categorically Romance podcast and shout out to Andrea. She was the sweetest, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. And uh, please uh, check out the Patreon and merch store. We really appreciate that support. And thanks again to Andrea. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye, Bye, everybody.